1: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Sec House Radio's On Air Scare, with your host Diana Stack, myself, and Quinton Tiffany. Quinton, how are you?
0: Hello, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> I could have been like, this is this is strictly for my gay or gay friendly friends who have seen RuPaul's Drag Race. I could have said hi. Anyway, oh um, <laughs> <laughs> um... no, it's terrible. I don't even really watch the show. I just put it on for like background noise.
1: Liar. And it's on.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe a little, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I only
1: watch grief for background noise.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> He's
0: like, yeah. <laughs> Let me sip my coffee here. <sighs>
1: Wow, that was a sip. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that's, funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So, um, Well, you know me. If I'm not careful,
0: I'll inhale it all in one suck.
1: Yeah, I know. I can, I can actually use a cup of coffee, but I got a iced tea over here, so a sweet tea to be exact. But anyways, um, tonight... Well, you need to tell someone about your, about your bag. No, I'm not saying anything about the bag. that's like, it's awful. I said NRA <laughs> bag, not enema bag. <laughs> hi, yeah, hi, folks. We're, it's okay because we're we're rated mature. So, anyways, uh, tonight we have a great show for you, uh, Quentin. What are we talking about today?
0: Today we're talking about <clears throat> on Masterpiece Theater. Tonight we'll be talking about paranormal. I couldn't remember this, the the paranormal. I'm like, it's um, it sounds like. We'll be talking about paranormal television shows. Yes. Have they helped the community, hindered the community, made a mockery of the community,
1: hmm. made us all look
0: like silly asses, or made us all look smarter than we really are? We'll find out tonight when we do our interview with Diana Stack. What?
1: Come <laughs> Back to you, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're not getting out of this one. But uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, tonight's topic is paranormal entertainment. Um, now, I'm sure all of you have seen, and I, I want to go back. And I know that you know, being from New England, we always had some kind of spooky show on. You know, we had the Warrens that have been there for God knows how, how long. Um, you know, and I think the first, I think the first real mainstream one that really went out there wasn't that, was it Ghost Hunters?
0: Um, let me think. Well, there was uh, actual ghost hunting groups, yeah, like those that,
1: no, no, there wasn't, no, no, that's wrong. Were they the first? Well, it wasn't
0: one particular team. Remember America's Most Haunted, where, yeah, they were like amateur teams each week?
1: Right, it was a family that would be put in there and they have to survive a night in a haunted place or whatever it is. Yes, and that was with, um, Oh god, the, the, um the 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 lady the creepy lady from Poltergeist. Um Linda um, Blair. No, not Linda Blair. I, yeah, but Linda Blair but Oh. The other 10 I am addressing the living. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes. well, there she yes. is. If I remember, it was a Linda Blair. Linda Blair did the the intro like she'd be like Right. Welcome um, to Castle Dracula. You yeah, like doing walk.
1: You know she couldn't get jobs anywhere else. No, she was so desperate. My cousin,
0: who's a, a chef, got a got a job. At, it's, you would know it. It's up in New England, like in Massachusetts, Spooky World or some crap like that. He was <laughs> you know, a chef you know, there, and Linda Linda Blair, because she had no other jobs, came there to do like promos for the place. Wow. And he had to cook for vegetarian dinners, and I'm like. Boy, we certainly have sunk to a low level.
1: That's only eat pea soup. Oh, that's awful. I'm sorry, you're, you're hearing my, uh, my cabin. I want tea. I want tea. My husband's like, you should have tea. I'm like, I don't want tea. I want coffee. But um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, the America's Most Haunted. And I I think, but I think as far as like one team having their own show dedicated to them, Firmly in a yeah. I think it was Ghost Hunters, was it? And we're not talking about documentaries. There was tons of documentaries, but the actual mainstreamed, every week it was on. And so can can I, I just say this?
0: this? Yeah. Before they started with the paranormal groups, and they were just shows, like Unsolved Mysteries, where they would sometimes mm-hmm. get into the paranormal. Yeah. I, I have to say this. Whenever they did shows, it mind you, it was the 90s, and it wasn't as big of a topic as it is now.
1: Mm-hmm. Like people
0: would talk about oh past life memories or things. It was yeah. every time, every time. It was like some big fat like <laughs> I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Some big fat deep southern. No offense to southerners, and just saying that's where these people would often be from. Big fat greasy like deep southern women with bad hairdos, and they'd be like, I
1: can remember.
0: Wow. Waking up on the deck of a ship right before it split in half. And Jack said, Rose,
1: Rose, get up. I remember it so well. I can still and see Yeah, we're I mean, being canceled.
0: Did you just say we've just been canceled? <laughs> no,
1: see, whenever, no, see, for me, whenever, what I remember of the old shows like that was that it was always some kind of, you know, creepy pedo guy.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Um, it, a lot of times it was that, too. With, with yeah, you know, you know my, that one pedo guy that, well, I'm not sure he's, I'm not going to say his name because I'm not sure he's a pedo, but you know what I'm saying? But come on, he just looks creepy. Just that, just that, he'd be like, you know what I'm talking about, he'd be like the one uncle you'd never leave your kids alone with. Oh, yeah. You know what
0: I'm talking oh, about?
1: Okay. You know what I mean? No I don't folks, know exactly not, who you mean. Yeah, we're not going to tell you, folks, because we don't feel like being food. But anyways. Um, okay, yeah. I ain't that rich. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we remember those shows, remember the, the uh, you know, uh, the documentaries and everything else. But I think, you know, the opposite of the, the actual paranormal investigators TV show, and I think from there it went, you know, and, and when Ghostbusters first started out, I loved it, you know, I, I watched it, I said, wow, these guys are really scientific, they're great, they're not kooky, and I really was touched that, because, you know, having, I mean, and I was, my first formal investigation was uh, when I was 17, so from that point on, so, and when you, when people say that they've had experience as a paranormal investigator, you know, that experience should be from the point of your first formal investigation, your first actual investigation. Not, you know, you know, I was in my bedroom one day, and I heard a creak, you know, so I went to go, we'll see what it was. That's not investigating. That's being nosy. Um, <laughs> that's just being creaked out in your bedroom in the middle of the night. Well,
0: I've never I understood people who were like, oh, how long have you been investigating? Be nice. Well, when I was nine and a half, uh, I thought I saw a ghost, and it interested me ever
1: since, so since I was nine.
0: I, yeah. I was nine. Yeah. We're
1: talking about from the point that you actually did your first investigation. I was 17. Um, stopped doing it probably when I was 36 or 37. So it's about 20 years. Um, I thought you were no, only 20. I aged myself. Anyway, oh. I did. Oh, shit. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I'm fixing my coffee, so sue me. Anyway. Can, we, can we just delete this entire episode? Is we a going to edit it? that part out because uh, I'm not aging myself.
0: Yeah, you know, I do think, I don't know if our package has it, but you can edit a show afterwards. You can yeah, thank my-
1: you for, and thank you for announcing that we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that I saw that. I said I didn't know if it did. Anyways, but, yeah, so, you know, with the outset of that, of course. Do you, do you see the attitude I put up with from this woman? Do you see the crap? Do you see? because <laughs> she's old. <gasps> yeah. I know. I do. I, I, slaughter, I slaughter innocent children. I rub the baby fat all over my skin so it stays young. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, God.
1: I know. It works, though. It works. Um, But no, seriously though, you know, you think about the onset of the mainstream paranormal investigator TV show and what spawned after that. Of course, you know, now you have a trillion out there and on the one side, yes, it's brought it to the mainstream, it's brought it to the forefront, it's made people a little less afraid of talking about issues in their homes, but has it damaged paranormal investigating today? I mean, has it done any kind of, has it had a negative impact? You know, and I I think there's pros and cons to it, definitely. And, you know, some of the pros, what would you say some of the pros were to all these paranormal shows being out there?
0: The pros to it, I mean, I think that the the thing for them is, it has really brought paranormal together in the sense that, you know, there was always people who would talk about ghosts or, oh, I'm interested. And we always had to be careful who you said it in front of them because a lot of people would say you, you're a wacko. And... Uh, I think it's, for those that didn't understand it well, it's explained it a little better. Mm-hmm. It's not just random people shoving their heads uh, yelling, Yeah. Hello? Yeah. And uh, it's brought the community together. It's other people now because that, now they're on TV. Oh, you know, do you watch uh, Ghost Hunters? And if someone goes, no, oh, why would I watch it? You can get going, no, oh, it's so silly. though, I watch it for a laugh. Or when they're like, of course I do, you can go, oh, good, so let's talk about it. So it. It it brought people together that were looking for others. Yeah. Well, simultaneously bringing out all the wackos who think that they have a shot at being famous. But anyway, um, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the unity has definitely been there, I think. Um, But then again, I think, you know, know, in Connecticut especially, um, I mean, Connecticut's super paranormal. It really is. You know, the whole New England area. And I, I think up there, I've seen the negative. I've seen it influence people to where the point to where, you know, and you know I've worked with groups, uh, well, you know, one in particular. And it became about nothing more than getting famous. That was it. That's their goal. They will do anything they have to do to get famous. And unfortunately, I think that ruins the original, the original reason why you started in the first place. It really does. And I think it brings out cattiness. I think it brings out, you know, I'm a better investigator uh, than you are. And it just, you know, and it, it, it kind of warps people into thinking that, you know, I think it makes people who are eager to get involved in, the, in paranormal investigating easier to con. You know, Uh you can say, hey, you know, you can get this certification online or get this certification online. And, folks, if someone is trying to sell you an online certification to be a certified paranormal investigator or any kind of, I mean, cryptozoologist investigator or anything like that, don't
0: spend your
1: money. Please, do not spend your money. It is a scam. No college is going to recognize it. Um, and I, I'm always kind of on the outlook for that. So, you know, just beware about that. Um, but I, I think it is. I think it's brought out... I, I think it's also brought out some of the worst in, you know... Now, now of course, there are shows out there now, like... I think, where was that one? Was it... No, what was the one? No, the one with Linda Blair... And Tangina, there. Uh, that was. I know that was. Well, wasn't there another one called Most Haunted? And it was done by an English group.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, and I think what people have to realize too is that when you have these things, and you know, when you see something on the television, you're watching the program every week. You know, I. I think. You know, people have to understand that once you go to TV, once you go to that that medium. There is going to be an element of enhancement. Let's let's say that enhancement. Um, I've known a lot of people who put the stuff on. A lot of people who do who are involved in shows and things like this. And anytime you see a paranormal show on TV, if those episodes are not enhanced by other people in some way, shape, or form, whether it's lights or voices or anything they wouldn't have a show. So there, there's always that, enter- that element of entertainment that you have to take into consideration. You know? You can't do 100% uh, legit and actually have a show last for more than two weeks because, let's face it, in most cases, in all my years of, of investigating, 80% of the time you're sitting here twiddling your thumbs. Am I right?
0: I don't it's think you can, can get one full episode out of two years of filming if you didn't have to yeah. screw with it just a little
1: yeah, you're right. You have to. You got to do something because there's no way. Um, I was watching Ghost Lab today, just kind of going through some shows and everything for the after the show tonight. And you know, I when I first started watching them, I, I kind of was like, you know, oh god, these guys are clowns and all. Oh, they're acting. Yeah. You know? Is that
0: the one where they do like the or is that the one where they do the extreme stuff or was that called Extreme Paranormal?
1: Oh, I, I don't know, there's so many, there's so they many. they marry the one guy? Or? Oh, God, no, I hope not. Yeah, no, okay. not these guys. Oh, my God, that really, that's ridiculous. Oh no, actually, it might have been. I don't know. Um. But anyways, these guys are two brothers that do this. And, you know, and I thought, oh, God, these guys are clowns. They're going to start faking stuff and everything else. Whatever. And I, I got to say that a lot of the Evans, so-called Evans that they were getting, they were throwing out. They were like, "Oh no, we proved it was a guy walking in the background. I proved it was a light, you know, from the from the street, or, you know." So it, I was like, "Okay, so they're they're actually you know, legitimately throwing things out, and you know, they got a couple good." I, I found myself entertained, thoroughly entertained. So you know, they're not they're not that bad. Um, there's some shows out there that I just I roll my eyes at, and I'm like, "My God." When this whole trend is over, no one's ever going to take a paranormal investigator seriously ever again. That's my fear. I think that's my biggest fear with it all.
0: Well, yeah. Thank you
1: we Well, that took you long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Were you drinking
0: coffee? <laughs> when aren't I drinking coffee? <laughs> Yes. Oh God! <laughs> so, you know what i and i I kind of I made a uh-huh at one point, but my little microphone thing slid down under my beard, so you probably couldn't hear oh. me <laughs> I have to always kind of dangle it on my on my beard otherwise if it i most people don't know this, but I have a very long beard, so if it slides underneath How long? you can't hear me How long is it now? Uh, I cut it not too long ago. I don't know if i if I stand up straight and square off my chin rather than hold it up or down mm. Mm-hmm. Right, in, like right in the center of my chest. Wow. Yes. Yeah. There's highlight. <laughs> do, do you braid
1: it? Sometimes, just for giggles. Oh wow. Are we going to chin chin hair braiding?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Beard braiding.
0: That's how. That's how we do it.
1: Yeah, that's right. But. um. Yeah, I mean, so, what, what, I mean, what kind of shows have you watched? What kind of things, what kind of experiences with different shows have you had?
0: Um, you know, I've really watched all the different ones that have been out there. Whether I only watched one episode or not depends on the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think the show I was thinking of was Extreme Paranormal or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I didn't like about that show was it was three guys... And, uh, like, one particular episode, they go to... The, what on earth was that? Sorry, I was switching my nose. Oh. <laughs> um, what they did in one episode, which I thoroughly disliked, um, they went to a prison. And you'll probably know the one I mean. Mm-hmm. It was um, the one that the inmates took it over. Yes. And, yes. Well, that particular prison there was a man who was, you know, um, in his cell and the other inmates got in there and lit him on fire and burned him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they did was, they closed one of the guys in the cell and then I get locked him in and took um, some sort of saw, I do not know, and start like trying to, and they start cutting the bars out of it, you know. And they're screaming the whole time. We're, We're going to burn you alive, and screaming and yelling, and you know, like it was idiotic, idiotic. And another one they did, they went to like a mental hospital, and they took okay. guy that They they took their their one guy, and they what the hell did they do? Oh, they put him in a straight jacket, covered his eyes, and tied his hands or whatever. A straight jacket him and put them in a circle with a bunch of toys and left them like rolling around in there like a, like a crazy person. I was like, this is retarding. No oh my God. Either. I mean, it was just the only way to describe it was messed up. Um, they did one where they buried the other guy. They put him in a coffin and buried him under like six inches of dirt, you know, nothing great. I mean, really? By putting you in the ground, the dead will come to get you now. So take EVPs while you're under the ground. I think that only has three or four episodes before getting in the boot. Um,
1: yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got well, they got Deep South Paranormal and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I mean, you know, like I said, there, there are a couple shows out there that you, you know they you know, they're professional, they're scientific, they 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 have a nice appearance, things like that. It's when it starts becoming disrespectful, and. I was never a fan of the term, you know, ghost hunter. I, I to me, that's just like, what, what are you going to do to catch it? You know, mount it, put it on the wall. You know, so that that term itself always kind of you know, just kind of got me a little bit. But um, you know, it's, it's when paranormal investigating shows get disrespectful. You know, you don't you don't really know what you're dealing with out there, and, and to sit there and, you know. And, and, and my, my thing was always the, the, the one person in the group who's the super psychic. I'm a super psychic.
0: And I am so sensitive <laughs> that I... Break yourself. I'm going to say something adult. I'm so sensitive that I orgasm when someone sneezes on the other side. Oh, my God.
1: But it's true. You know, how many of the shows out there do you see going into clients' houses and you got the one that gets possessed? Well, you got the one that you know, I mean, I'm talking about like screaming out people's names and you know. Well what about
0: that really big fake one whose name I can't say because while I should be saying his name, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Okay.
1: Oh, yes. I'm going to sip my coffee too. Yes. Oh, my God, he's so
0: damn mm. fake. And I know people, I, you and I both know from Gettysburg,
1: mm-hmm. shop
0: owners that you can talk to, when they went to Gettysburg, yes. he literally went on the tour of the house like yes. five times before doing the show that night. And, of course, when he shows up, they're like, he has never been to this location before yeah. and knows nothing of the location. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you Those know, things. it's, you know, this is We're weird Ooh, that what? I found a bag of chips to have Ch- with my coffee.
1: Oh, God. That's horrible. Oh, no, we're going to get sued. Um. <laughs> oh, but anyways, but yes, you're right. I mean, you know, you, you really, I think if you're going to represent the paranormal investigative community, you've really got to be careful about what you're put, putting out there, you know? I mean, I've seen groups out there that have, you know, like I said, the whole psychic thing, my thing is this, is regardless of my, and I've said this a million times, regardless of my personal experiences anywhere, when you're investigating, it should be always, always, always scientific. And, sorry, I was distracted. It should always be done scientifically, and you never lead off with the person saying, hey, I'm a super psychic. You never tell a client that. You never come off and say anything about your psychic feelings or oh, I experienced. Because with the client, you you really want to show them the, the rock solid evidence. You know what I'm saying? First thing you uh-huh. want to do is go ahead and try to debunk everything. I mean, I know when we went into a house uh, back up in Connecticut. I mean, I would look at everything, piping, electric. We'd look at everything. Uh, we had a guy who was a licensed electrician. He would look at the wiring in the wall. I know uh, the outlets, make sure they're grounded. I mean, everything. you know. And most of the times, and we would do these things during the day. We would I don't, uh, schedule time together during the day and do a, basically a home inspection. And a lot of the times that cleared most of it up where we didn't even really have to do an inspection because we've already found the problem. And I think... Paranormal investigators who are starting off today, you know, I think the TV shows do damage, a lot of damage, because they're looking at these TV people and they're saying, oh, I want to be famous too. I'm going to go hunt ghosts. And it just kind of kills it for the serious person who's really interested in helping people and, you know, Trying to determine whether there is evidence or whether there is not evidence, paranormal world or the afterlife, What do you think? Hello. Hello. Can, you, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes. you're bearing at your Sorry. microphone again.
0: Well, you know what it is? I tip my head hold on. I tip my head down to look at the screen, mm-hmm. and when I do the cord on my my headset. Flips over the edge of my beard and goes <laughs> under my chin. So yeah. Um, you know, I looked up a few minutes ago. I looked up the uh, that TV show. It is called Extreme Paranormal, mm-hmm. and there was some reviews on it. And one of them was, I think my brain is a little bit damaged from watching this show.
1: <laughs> but. Unfortunately, that's what happens a lot of the times. Is you know they try to be over the top, they try to be better than the other ghost, you know paranormal investigators out there, and it, it just becomes it becomes a circus. Then mm-hmm. I, I think I think the paranormal world really needs to bring back that. I'd love to see a group that invited a skeptic to go along at every single investigation. Because to me, they're going to be the ones looking for explanations, reasons. They're going to be the ones saying, okay, wait a minute, you know, know, if you're in an open, abandoned building, temperatures are going to fluctuate. You cannot determine a base reading there at night. It's going to fluctuate. You know, something that has, you know, a lot of electronic equipment in the house, that's going to be really hard to determine paranormal effects on EMF meters and so on and so forth, you know? Um, Uh I think that's going to have... And I'd like to see... And and too many groups are afraid of the skeptic. They have the wrong view of the skeptic. And I'd I'd like to think that, you know, when I do investigations, I go in with the skeptic's mind because I want to prove it wrong. Because if I can't prove something, if I can't prove that something's not paranormal, if there's something that I can't explain away rationally, then what's left? Half the be... That
0: first group that I ever worked with, they pretty much said, I don't ever want to hear you say, all right, I'm here to prove there's a ghost in this house, or mm-hmm. let's look at the ghost. He's like, yeah. because what you're supposed to be doing is going in and saying, well, let's see what's really happening here. Mm-hmm. You know? and exactly. They, you know, it's groups like that that under, they want you to be a skeptic, but then you get those groups who are out for, for fame, or they just want that. I think a lot of times it's people really want to know that there's an afterlife. So rather than do all the hard work, they just want it easy, easy, easy. So everything they get, it's easier for them to just say paranormal rather than accept. Now, you know, we've said before on the show that just Mm -hmm. because there is a natural explanation doesn't mean that it wasn't paranormal. It just means you can't use it as Scientific, undisputable evidence, right? Because right. Because it can be
1: explained. Exactly.
0: You know. Exactly. You know. Just because. Just because my radiators clink sometimes when the heat is mm-hmm. on doesn't mean if I wake up in the middle of the night and hear something going bang, 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 bang on my radiator, yeah, does it mean it's the heat? There could be something going on there with the heat,
1: but there could air also air.
0: be something. Yeah.
1: Could yeah. be, be air, air lines. Out. Yeah. But you're right, you know, and I, and I think that, you know, having, you know, I, there's one group in Connecticut, old, been around for a long time, no names, and I remember, you know, being you know, associated with them uh, a while, a while ago, a long time ago, and I remember questioning things, and God help you if you ever questioned anything God help you if you ever said something wasn't paranormal, if it was rational. You know? Um, you know, I mean, these people who are doing exorcists and stuff, and I'm sorry, I personally do not believe in demon possession. I don't think it's real. I don't think it exists. I think <clears throat> the people who are so-called demon-possessed are just suffering from severe mental illness. Um, yeah, and yeah. if you don't think that the human body can react that way it can absolutely can i think like demon possession if you take somebody and you seriously possess their body with something that is inhuman and it overtakes their body personally i think it would kill a human i really think it would kill a human i don't think a human body could survive that you know maybe a couple of cases where humans have actually died from being demon possessed maybe those were legit because I seriously doubt a human being could survive being possessed by what we would consider to be a demon. Make sense? So, when I see people just, you know, kicking their legs and spitting around and, you know, I've seen people mentally. Well, you know, people. The, the thing
0: is, I mean, nobody gets famous for demon possession anymore. Like, nobody. So, I don't understand these people who intentionally fake it. Like... Why? What? Are, what you, no one's gonna be like. You've got to be a real dumb hillbilly if you think that's gonna get you famous. That's why people
1: aren't gonna believe you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's yeah, I, I can, mean, this Bob Washington guy on the show, you know. But I'm having issues getting through. Um. <laughs> um, but you know, well, you, you know, my thing with
0: Game Possession is I, I personally. Don't believe in demon possession
1: I, mm-hmm. because
0: I don't believe in I don't believe in demons. Um, I do know someone, and again, I can't say names. Like mm-hmm. I really can't say the name. But there is a person who lives right here in my town, who you know, there's local authors and they can write the yeah. local haunted yeah. books that they'll sell in Barnes and Noble. Right. One of those kinds of books. This nameless person, I, I cannot even hint at who they are because I'm okay,
1: okay.
0: Um, she's in this book and she claims, oh, I get possessed all the time. Yeah. Said, one time I was possessed. She said, one time I was possessed and I even caught on fire and I didn't even know it. Now, again, as soon as I say this, I have to end the subject so I don't accidentally say who they are. Mm-hmm. This person has an extensive history with the psych ward. Like, yeah. total truth. But the person writing the book didn't incorporate that this person has been a psych ward for long, extensive periods of time for mental conditions. Am I making fun of the person? No. Am I trying to discredit Mm -hmm. them? Yes. Because they tell people, oh, I get possessed. But this person knows they've got mental problems. The author of the book knew they had mental problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you really have to I mean, you really have to disclose. I mean and the thing with, with things like demon possession and, and you see it on so many you know, movies and things like that and you know, can people with what we would call mental illnesses, can they be manipulated by spiritual beings? Can they be, you know, you know what I'm saying, influenced? Doubt that that I don't doubt. Um but full on possession, like full on, you know, pea soup, twisting head around. Oh. Like Linda Blair? No, I don't believe that. <laughs> Number one, demon or no demon, if your head twisted 360 degrees around, you'd be dead. Sorry.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Unless you're in the movie *Death Becomes Her*. But that's a different. Story.
1: Yes, that's a different story. But you know, so I do have, I do have issues with so-called demon possession. Not that I'm saying, I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, like I said, mediumship is different. I don't consider mediumship possession because you're not 100% taken over. So when you say demon possession, in my mind, that means you are no longer present in your body. You are 100% gone. And whatever entity is out there is 100% inside of you. That means you no longer exist as a person. Where the person who has been influenced or manipulated by the spirits they still retain who they are. They still retain a portion of the person. I'll never forget. Years ago, I was doing. I did a lot of group homework. I, you know, in college, I, you know, studied history and psychology. And I remember working in the group homes, and we had this one client. And I, I'm not going to mention her name because of confidentiality, of course, even though she's passed. Um, but this woman had almost no auditory skills. She spoke the same way a three-year-old would, would talk. She could not look straighten. because She couldn't lift her head up. She had severe spinal um, um, deformities. So she had a hard time walking and everything else. And when she sat, she slumped forward a lot with her head twisted. So I was sitting with her one day. And we were down in the television room. And we're sitting, she's smoking, and we're sitting there. And, you know, whatever, it's quiet. And all of a sudden, she puts her cigarette down. She sits up straight, completely straight, turns her head completely normal, looks me dead in the eye, and the most normal, educated voice I could imagine, she looked right at me, she goes, I am a legion. And she twisted her head back down, her whole body slumped it over again, and she started smoking again. And we asked her about oh. it afterwards and she couldn't remember it. Now do I think that was something? Yes. Do I think it was dealing with possession? No. Do I think she could have been used the same way a medium would have been used? Yes. So I think what a lot of people tend to take as demon possession is really just a form of mediumship. And if you're truly psychic and you're truly a medium, most mediums that I know that are legit lose time and can't remember a lot of what they said or done or experienced.
0: Well,
1: it's funny, you and I were just having this conversation the other
0: The other night, obviously preparing for the show, right? And um, you know, we we both agreed about um, you know, well, we were talking about stuff, and I said to you about an incident that occurred, and I won't explain the whole story; takes too much time. And and I said to you, I can only remember one part of it. I mean, the rest of it, I really don't remember. I I know I was there. I know I was speaking, but the words I was saying, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's kind of the norm. If you can right. even say the
1: norm, you know. Well, it's true. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, and this is where I look for fraudulent people is because, number one, everybody has an ability. I don't care who you are, whether you believe it or not, every single person has an ability. I mean, I, I, whether it's like a muscle, though. It's, if you use it, it gets stronger. If you don't, it gets weaker. But it's always there. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm weary of people who say, oh, I can do everything. I can see, hear, feel, touch. You'll be dead. <laughs> I mean, seriously, think about the energy that it takes. You're a graven man. You would, but think about it. The energy that it takes for one person to use one gift, if they truly have that gift. I know, I know clairvoyance that we know when they see things, it takes a lot out of them. You know, I mean, or a, a, a true empath that is basically used as a medium for an emotion or, you know, you know, they can't see, but they can take the true essence of whatever's happening there within themselves. And most cases, they lose time and they don't remember it. And they're exhausted and, you know, they're sick. Trust me, I know this one. They feel sick. They feel just sick to their stomach, and they don't feel right. It takes a long time to – it takes a while to shake that off and come back from that. So if you were able to do all of that, or you claim to be able to do everything, see, touch, you know, hear, and smell, and everything else at once, I can't imagine being able to do that and bounce around afterwards and smile and be cheery. And you never lead off to the potential client that you're a psychic. Oh, I'm super psychic, and I can do everything. And I come well, across a lot, my my in my some years, I've come across that a lot. And it's just, you know, I've always told our investigators, you know, you didn't, you never tell the client that you have or that you've experienced anything psychically, because it doesn't count to them. They want to see physical proof. They want know,
0: actual there is proof. There is something that uh, a story I have, and it's not so much television shows that did this, but in a sense, it did. When paranormal became more popular, as we know, yeah. the uh, the paranormal section in the bookstore expanded substantially. When mm-hmm. um, I went one evening Mm-mm. and stood there in the New Age department, is that's the way I was it, And there was a woman, probably in her late sixties, I'd say, and she was literally she had an arm full of books. And, you know, there's those women who are older that mm-hmm. are new agey. But you can tell right. that was. She, was she was not dressed like a new agey kind of woman. She was right. kind of conservative. Okay. And uh, you could tell to her it was a hush-hush thing.
1: Mm-hmm. She had an
0: armful of books. And I said, you know, I said, is there something particular you're trying to find out? I said, maybe I can help you. And she said, well, I really don't know what kind of books to get here. And she had all different books full of ghost stories. hmm and she goes, I need something that explains it to me. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, these all seem to just be full of stories. And I said, yeah, that's what they are. And she goes, but where does it explain it? She goes, how do I know what something is? And I said, well, why don't you tell me what the problem is? I said, it's okay. I said, tell me what's going on. And she goes, well, it's for a friend. She goes, and she doesn't want anyone to know about this. And I said, well, what's wrong? And she said, she says at night, you know, she'll see these three figures appear in her room. She said, you know, like, they'll stand in the corner and be looking at her. She said, and, and then she was, they'll, they'll, like, levitate up into the air. And, well, she told me the whole story. And, and I thought to myself, Good God, this has to be very frightening, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I believed
0: her because these people were not the type, they did not believe in ghosts. Or it was the type, if it happened, you never spoke of it. So if you spoke of it, it was bad enough. And, right. You know, she was like, my friend doesn't want anyone to know, blah, 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 blah. And I said, if you give her those books, they said, you're only going to scare her. Yeah. It not going to help. I said, what you need to find out is what kind of spirit they are and what they want. I said, and why did they suddenly appear? Mm-hmm. And, uh. She's writing everything down that I'm saying. I gave her my name and number, and she said, you know, my friend probably won't call you. She said, because if this ever got up, my God should be shunned. You know, and these must have been old church friend ladies, you know, who were keeping the secret together and mm-hmm. were petrified of it ever getting out. And I thought, you know, I thought, and that's a shame. But that's where TV shows can sometimes help when they're being honest, you know. Yeah. Like, I've always liked taps or ghost hunters because... They're not going to come in and, I mean, yeah, there's a little TV magic to keep the show on the air.
1: Right, But of course when there they're is.
0: talking to people, it's not a bunch of bullshit. Like, they're not like, hey, mm. you know. Yeah.
1: They, uh, and I have always liked the way that they've handled things, yes.
0: Yeah. Like, I've never heard them say, it's a demon, and slowly spell out the name of the demon letter by letter, like, flash mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. As we know, a particular other show did. And all mm. I think to myself is, you know, Mary loves
1: Mary loves Richard.
0: Mary loves Richard. That was a good one. <laughs> that was good. I loved that episode. <laughs> that was great. It was great.
1: But you're right. I think you know the paranormal show is out today. If it does nothing else, it makes people who normally would be afraid to talk about their situations more comfortable about talking about it you know and they'd be like hey you know what you like you see that show on tv oh yeah i saw it well you know i have something like that that happens in my house really oh that's neat so it makes it more acceptable or more accepted i should say it makes it more accepted than it was years and years ago i mean i remember when i you know we at the height of our investigating i mean we were so old school you know i watched the conjuring the other night with jeff and it was funny um I saw like the old voice recorders With the microphones and everything else And I remember doing things like that I mean because You know a lot of those old school techniques Really you know to this day Some of them are just really good And sometimes you just can't beat old school you know Um I remember going off to the the, You know the photo lab and developing You know got hundreds of Photos You know just to get five good ones Um I remember those days, cataloging cassette tapes. Remember those? <laughs> well, yes. yeah, Yeah. Okay. The, the,
0: the, what do they call them? The mini, yeah, the yeah. little tiny cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep. I have one of those. Um, but you know what? Mm-hmm.
1: I love them. I absolutely love them because for each tape, it was new, new a new tape for each case. They were labeled and cataloged and everything else. And you had it there, you know?
0: You know, it wasn't as easy to get from file to file like we can now, but they have, they, they were good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, something that, a show that I wanted to bring up, seeing as I don't want to use their exact name, we'll call them Pennsylvania Paranormal. That's a good one. Yeah, Pennsylvania Paranormal. King, King of the Demons, uh, right? Oh my God, every episode, well of course... He's connected with a particular New England family that I yeah. can't stand Yeah, and, and they're all um,
1: superior to everybody else anyway, so... But everything was about demons, demons. Mm-hmm. And then I remember
0: for like three episodes yeah. in a row, is this demon and his name, and they would like flash two letters of his name on the screen. Because yeah. they, they wouldn't say it, and they wouldn't spell it all out at once.
1: See, to me... You know,
0: he keeps, I don't I, he keeps know. trying I, to get me. I've battled him before. I've battled him once before, and he's looking for me. He's trying to find me. And then they end up at a place, and the woman thinks there's a demon in the house. And he goes, this is the place. He goes, this, is, he goes we, this isn't by chance that we were called here. He goes, we were selected for this. by that demon, and he wants us. And I'm like, ridiculous.
1: I don't think we're that significant to demons. You know, and I, I have to think, the word demon actually and uh, we were talking with Corco last week if you look at the root of the word demon it was daemon and it actually um, acknowledged a benevolent spirit it had nothing to do with evil spirits it was of course you know the, the Greco-Romano very very early Christians that came up with the word demon you know in connection with an evil entity um, so prior to that it was not associated with evil you know, We've associated it with evil, and you know my view on evil. Uh, yeah, is there, are there malevolent spirits out there? Sure, there are. There's malevolent, but do I think that there's black and white good and evil in this spirit world? Absolutely not. I think the majority of it's gray. And I think when you use the word demon with people who aren't familiar with the paranormal, like a client who's never experienced anything like that before, I think when you when they hear the word demon. It just puts fear into them, and that fear feeds it. It feeds the phenomenon. And to me, 85% of any haunting is people feeding it, believing it, and that suggestion itself is enough to have things occur. So the, word, the, the use of the word demon to a client to me is an absolute no-no. Unless Beal himself comes out at the kitchen table and says, Bitch, where's my coffee? I would never use the word demon. Bitch <laughs> with the coffee, I'd be like, "Bitch, I got a curd, push around." <laughs> well, I uh, hear you're
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> so be observant, don't get any ideas. This I'm not me, making you coffee. Give me two seconds, uh, Diana dear. I have to take uh, a two-minute break, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Folks, we will go ahead and have a slight intermission. So we're going to play some good music while uh, Quentin takes a breaker. So we will be right back here in about five minutes on Stackhouse Radio. And we're back. So uh, it was a little tiny intermission here. Hope you enjoyed the creepy, creepy music. But what were we talking about? We were talking about demons, right? Yes, yes. Um, like I said, I've been investigating around 20 years. Just maybe just short of it. i right about there. I know, hush up. But anyways, I'm young at heart. I never had kids, so I never grew up. So mentally, I'm like, you know, 10. Um, <laughs> well but, yeah you know I think one thing we always kind of hesitate to do and whether we believed it was so or not we never used the word demon with a client because we found that when they hear the word demon it just makes them go haywire and they're like oh my god this demon in so yeah I'm always a big big Larry what about that too and, and let's face it psychology you know I had a dual studying college with history of psychology for you know, four years and our brains are so so powerful. I mean, you. Can, I mean, if one person in the house has an experience and they mention it to somebody else in the house, that person in the house is going to have that suggestion planted. So when they hear something, they're like, "Oh wait, this person said they heard this, so this is what it is." That will spread well, the Here's a here's a question, and maybe yeah.
0: someone can answer it. Okay. When someone says there's a demon in the house or someone is demonically possessed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. depending on your religious group, you will call a priest, you know, or some Baptist minister or whatever. Whatever you call, you call, right? Well, my question here is, if a demon, is strong enough to come into a house unsuspectingly. Like, they're mm-hmm. not doing devil worship. He just walks in. Yep. You know, he admires your living room set and mm-hmm. thinks your wallpaper's ugly and he moves in. Why is it if he's strong enough to come into your house and take over your body, you know, boom, hi, I'm here, I'm taking over? Yeah. How is it another human being can force him to leave? Like, just by saying certain words? Oh, the obvious, okay. If I'm yelling at you, at this demon, the power of Christ compels you. Well, well, I'm sorry. If the house already has crosses and things like that, obviously the power of Christ did not repel them from the home. Right. Why is it now just because some guy who's getting paid to do this is saying it, that, oh, the demon will
1: leave? You it's kind of like, like this. If you have somebody in a hospital, okay, and they have a headache, or in their doctor's office and they have a headache, and you give them you give them a mint, and you convince them it's a brand-new medicine, it's going to be chewable, it's mint-flavored, you eat this, it affects your pain immediately, and within 15 minutes that pain's going to be gone, and they believed enough, and they eat that mint, guess what? It's gone. A lot of, of exorcisms that are done, you know, they're done for the benefit of the person because it's a placebo effect. It really is. If the person who is, you know, quote-unquote possessed, believes that you know, firmly believes that they're possessed and an exorcist comes in and gives them that full right of exorcism, they're going to believe, oh, wait, there's a priest here. He's exercising the demon. I can be free of it now. Now, is that a cure? No. It's a band-aid. Largely what you'll do is you'll find some kind of neurological, you know, issue below that person. Like I said before, if, if you're thinking about what a demon truly is, in it that, and if that entity truly possessed a human body, I seriously doubt any human body out there today could survive it. I really, doubt, I really doubt that. So I think a lot of what people are calling demon possession is maybe manipulation and influence by these spirits rather than full-on possession. Um, no. So the exorcism really is there as a placebo effect. Like I said, I would love nothing more than to get Bob Larson on this show. God, I want to get that man on the show. I don't think he'll do it, though. I think he's afraid of us. <laughs> but anyways, you know, th- this is why I'm so... I'm really hesitant to use the word demon. Um, I believe there are human entities, human spirits, and I believe that there are non-human entities and spirits. Uh, and that's why... And I, and I don't... I'm not a big fan of the term ghost, I'm really not a big fan of it. To me, the word ghost, I'd much rather use spirit. You know, if you're using the word ghost for something that's just a memory, um, you know, that, that repetitive haunting that goes over and over again, and it's really the remnant of the essence of somebody who used to do these things. You can maybe put a ghost to that. Um, but something interactive... I, I really, I, I think ghost just discredits the entity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I, I'm really careful what terminology that I use. I really am. But you no, know, no, I, I, I think exorcism itself complete placebo. It, it's like giving somebody Tic Tac, telling <laughs> them that. An yeah. And you know,
0: I, I. It's, it's noticeable where I've seen ones where people have demons removed from the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they'll be like, well, we were Methodist, but someone told us that this pagan priest should come in and do it. And so we had him come, and, oh, it got worse. It got by far worse. Mm-hmm. So we finally called our pastor. And yeah. he said, you should have told me sooner. And he came and it was horrible and horrible and screaming, yelling, shutters banging, and he got it to leave. And I thought, yeah, because to you, you were doing something guilty and bad by calling a pagan priest to come Yeah. Out. So suddenly, the demonic possession of your house escalates because now right. you're punishing yourself. So at that point, I realized it's all psychosomatic because a demon doesn't really... If, if there was a demon in your house, I don't think they're going to care... What person you have come in and scream at them. It doesn't make a difference.
1: And you're right. I mean, the thing, well, you know, like I remember, um, you know, and, and I, I'm really, you know, I just But we were, you know, I was with the meet and greet with the group I'm with now, and, uh, you know, a woman came up to her just chit-chatting a little bit, and she goes, you know, well, well you know, if you want the spirit to leave your house, you know, what do you do? And I said, well, let me ask you this. If you're having a dinner party, and you have one of your friends come in, and they're just acting like a jackass. They're obnoxious. They're breaking things. They're interrupting everything. They're you know, just making your party a horrible thing. What do you do? She goes, I'll kick them out. That's what I'll do. That's my house. I said, exactly. No different. She goes, really? I said, yeah. So it's your house. You determine who stays and who doesn't. I said, you have that authority. And once you realize and accept that you have that authority over your domain, you are in control of who stays and who doesn't. At that point, you don't need anybody else getting rid of your spirits. You can do it. She goes, "Thank you." She says that makes a lot of sense, and it does. It's as simple as that. There's really no need for big production. You know, my house in Torrington, I had a very simple policy. You know, I used to consider my house a rest stop, and I had no problem with that. There were rules. You behave yourself, you act appropriately, don't break my stuff, and don't terrorize people, and you're welcome to stop by and rest. The minute you get unruly, you need to go. And I never really had issues, because they knew the rules, and I enforced them. It's the same way that you would treat any of your guests or any of your friends over. Mm. Are you sleeping? I agree. Mm Mm-mm.
0: I do agree.
1: You know, it's people. You have authority over your domain. You know, you just need to accept it and use it. So, but anyways, we are going to go ahead and start wrapping tonight's show up. If that's okay with you. Now. Oh, well, that's good. You know, before we
0: end the, me, the show. I know when said, "I'm like, that's I good." Would I'm would like, we go. <laughs> But before we end the show,
1: I'd love to end this horrible show. Yes, <laughs> <deep>. You suck. <laughs> I know we're so empty without a guest host. Um, what I'd like to do is give a shout out. Um, a friend of mine, Felicia Starr, has released uh, her novel Taken. And if you go to Amazon.com, and I believe Kindle as well, uh, Kindle I believe Nook, but if you go to her page, Felicia Starr, um, the book Taken has been released October 30th, and it's a great book, so please go out and check it out on Amazon.com. Uh, you can download it to your Kindle. It's called Taken by Felicia Starr, so go check that out. And if you're ever looking for a good, scary read at night, let me just give a couple shout-outs here to what I've been reading. Uh, number one, Corker Johnson's book, A Cherry Demon Haunting. It's on Nook. It's on Amazon, Kindle. It's everywhere. Uh, you can get a paper cop- paperback copy of the book as well. Uh, excellent book. You're going to love it. Corker uh, Johnson is a friend of mine, and he's an awesome, awesome guy, and you'll love the book. It's intelligent. So go out and check it out. Also, if you're looking for some good scary stuff, um, I have been I, I reread uh, Dark Hollow and Ghost Walk, both by Brian Keene. That's Brian Keene, K-E-E-N-E, in case you're listening, Brian Keene out of Pennsylvania, and he's awesome. Um, if anybody's from Pennsylvania, Quinn, you might remember the, the Raymeyer Hollow Haunting, the Hex Murders, back in the turn of the 19th, uh, 20th century, 1900s, just like um, That was the
0: other side of the state for me, though,
1: wasn't it? What was that? I okay. think that was on the other side of the state for me. That was in the bottom part, yes. Uh, just actually, okay. uh, just west of Gettysburg, actually, the bottom part. But he really incorporates that area into these two books. So check it out, Brian Keane's Ghost Walk in Dark Hollow. Also, um, if you want to just read some scary stuff, some good, creepy you know, bedtime stories, uh, one's called The Doll by J.C. Martin, really creepy. Uh, one is called The Third Floor, and that is by C. <coughs> Dennis Moore, really cool book. Uh, and also uh, Richard, writes, Richard writes Craven Place. So some pretty good scary ghost stories you can read there. Uh, no Way Out is a nice collection, uh, and and Jay Ware, and these are all available on Kindle. So that's just what I'm reading currently. So you can guys can go out and check out those titles and have some spooky fun night when you're reading. You know, just make sure you're cuddled up with something. I'm like my husband and the dog. The cat bites every once in a while, so you know. <laughs> uh, uh. If you're listening to the Block Talk Studio, uh, our Block Talk Studio show right now, uh, you are on the uh, Stackhouse Radio page. If you're on our Block Talk, ra- our, our Talk Radio page, Stackhouse Radio, uh, look at our info. We have links to our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at Stackhouse Radio. Facebook, go there, give us a like. Uh, we're trying to get 500 likes for that page. It is still kind of new. We really haven't been pushing it too much, but we're going to be posting everything on there. We also have a website, and if you're on our our blog talk page right now, you'll find a link to our website. So go check out the website. Check us out on Facebook. And if you are um, an author, a paranormal investigator, uh, if you do film, if you do cool music, anything, uh, we're always looking for new guests, new show ideas. So drop us a line at dstackradio at gmail.com dstaffradio at and we'd love to hear from you we'd love to get some show ideas um, if you are into alternative religion anything um, if you're a new filmmaker you want to do a horror film and you want to get it out there you know, give us a shout out we'll put you on the air uh, we'd love to promote you know, new and upcoming artists uh, authors, paranormal investigators things like that So feel free, drop us a line we're all family out there so we believe we should all help each other get along there Anyways, um, I think that's all for tonight. Quentin, you want to add anything? I <clears throat> just wanted to say thank you to
0: everyone who listening tonight and thanks to those who are listening on archive. We absolutely. always enjoy uh, any comments or feedback, so do feel free to uh, hit us up. And again, uh, thanks for listening and catch you on the next episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you can catch us same place, same time, right here on Blog Talk Studios. Uh, let's see, it's Stuckhouse Radio at Blog Talk Radio. And our show, On Air Scare, airs on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. So catch us next Wednesday for the next edition of On Air Scare. until then, have a chilling night.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty